The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Tells Charles joining you this evening alone. I am alone. But you are still listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation Radio, as always. I am just a girl talking boys this evening. Big shouts out, though, to my co-host, Megan Murray, and the man who, well, he didn't give her life because literally... Her mom's amazing, and Jules is the greatest ever. But Husker Jean, it's her dad's birthday, so everyone make sure and wish Husker Jean a happy birthday. She's out celebrating with him this evening. So you're riding with me this evening, my friends. But don't worry, because Fan Friday is back, and we've got a great one for you. If you are at any time a part of Cowboys Twitter, you will know the Amir is his username, Posh, uh, guys, he's one of my favorite follows, and he's he's amazing. So, of course, I had to have him on the show. We talk just really the, the state of where we are and how we got here, and the league, the division, rather, as a whole, how tragic the NFC least really is, and his keys to this weekend's game and he gives us a score prediction i'm not sure you're gonna like it though but he gives it to us so without further ado fan fridays previewing the washington football team matchup this upcoming weekend with posh support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right. And joining us now, we've got the one and only Posh the Amir on Twitter, Cowboys Twitter. I know you guys know him. So pumped to have you on, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kelsey. It's uh, it's an honor to be on, definitely. <laughs> you know when we announced Fan Friday, like you were going to be in one of the rotations. Like you knew this day was coming. So I yeah, I as I was saying to you offline, I I I didn't think it would be like the day after a massacre, but it feels like I'm. I'm coming in after the stock market crashes to talk about you my are. favorite team. You are. You are. And I'm sorry. I just don't know when it's going to get better. So, like, I feel like maybe, That's a fair point. maybe you're actually catching things on the upfront versus, like, you know, six games from now when we're, like. That's true. We're, like, what is right. happening? I'm buying low is what you're saying. I see what you you're are. saying. Okay. You are. Okay. Um. So, we've obviously talked a lot, I mean, on all the shows this week and, like, every right. week. In, in just Cowboys land about how disappointing this entire season has been. You you go from like six months ago, you've got really smart people, like very smart people predicting the Cowboys making a Super Bowl run. Analytics were predicting it. It wasn't even just analysts. Yeah. Actual data. Yep. <laughs> so we come in and granted, I get it. We're Cowboys fans. Like we think we're winning the Super Bowl every year, right? But like this year, right. everyone thought we were maybe going to win it. And now we're right. two and six. We're down like literally 90% of our team. And but yet we're still sitting on top of the NFC East. We play the Washington football team this weekend. Where's your head at? Just I mean, lay it on me. So you know, I, I think for me, I'm I'm struggling with the piece of me that's like, okay, great, we're we've got a chance. Right. Because, you know, that's what it's all about. But how much of a chance do we really have? I mean, with with the injuries and obviously without Dak, I mean, how far can this team go? I mean, I've been I've been hitting up the draft show and saying, let's get this thing started <laughs> and start talking. I've been hitting up David saying, let's tell me the best five defensive players Amazing. in this year's draft. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I feel like. This is like such a weird time. And I'm already, I found myself at the end of last game being like, I wonder what Dane Brugler is doing. Should I talk to yes. him? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Should we go O-line in the draft or are we full defense again? Like those are the thoughts that were, I have, I hate admitting it, but they were going through my mind. Like, and it was, it was painful. It was painful. Right. I think I saw Dane post during the game. And saying, here are the two options for the Cowboys in the 2021 draft. And it was an O-lineman and maybe a corner. And even his take on the corner was like, uh, you know, normal speed, good cover skills. I was like, I mean, can we get a stud? Like, I don't want to hear yeah. somebody. I don't even know who the person was that he brought up. But I think everyone's head is kind of in that place. I think losing Dak is just... I think everyone saw this last weekend, how important he is. And all the chatter about, well, you pay the guy or you don't. 
I think you saw what he covered up. Now, to be fair to Andy Dalton, I mean, losing, um, you know, Zach Martin within the first few minutes doesn't make things easier. But, I mean, I don't know if he was nervous, but he he just seemed scared. I mean, he was he was just kind of deer in headlights. Uh, I want to say it was like Dak in the Atlanta game a few years ago, but he looked like he was kind of lost. So, and you don't expect that from a guy that that season. Literally, I I I, I want to talk about the Zeke thing for a minute too, and just not just Zeke in general, but it feels okay. to me that what I'm the narratives that I'm hearing are coaching staff and wasn't preparing the team, or it's too complicated of a scheme, and then you're seeing players maybe like loafing is another thing, like defense isn't even trying, and then then you've got guys who are who are your highest paid players and they're actually hurting your team more than not. And, you know, but honing in specifically on Zeke and like, I love Zeke. Zeke at his worst right. is still better than most of the best. So let me just preface right. that but when I say it, but like even coming out of this last game, he looked so defeated and he was even saying, you know, that's this, that's on me because he had two fumbles that converted right. to the other team. And Literally, he's. He, it looked like he was beside himself. He has five fumbles for the year right now. His highest, the worst he's ever done was in 2018, six fumbles. That's for an entire season. He's damn near there right now. Right. Do you think it's mental? I mean, it's got to be mental. I mean, this guy, he was not known ever to be a fumbler. So it's not like this is a problem that we knew he had in college and all of a sudden it's starting to peak up in the NFL, this was not an issue. He's, you know, I I wouldn't be the first to say, okay, I'm watching his technique and stuff, but I can imagine that this is not something you have to teach him, but it clearly looks like it's in his head. I mean, you can see he's just a different, his, his just whole aura feels different on the sidelines, his energy, everything seems different. Now, how much of that is not having Dak there? I mean, he said it himself, he's never played a down with him not being there. I mean, I, if you want to count the preseason with Romo, sure. sure. But, uh, you know, ultimately you're looking at a guy that, you know, when he leaves the field, he's not, he's not angry. He's not walking around fired up. I mean, he goes and he sulks and even his best buddy isn't there to come put his arm around him. And probably most of the other team, they don't know if they should approach him. Like yeah. he, he's a hard one to read sometimes of whether, you kind of got to give him a space or you got to be right there with him. And I think Dak gets him yeah. and Dak's able to, to push the right buttons and they respect each other enough to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you. It feels like you know, they, they are just so in sync with each other and they came into this league together. You know, this is like, this is their, their, each other's guys. Right. Like one four. And, and I, I, I think that has been one of the most shocking things for me is the issues, the issues that Zeke's been facing. And I can't help but think it's mental. I mean, how can you blame him though, too? Because literally, and now Brandon Knight's out for a few weeks. Right. I'm like, who do we have left? Like, we, you know who <laughs> we have left? It's Connor Williams. And Connor Williams yes. was the literally last guy on the totem pole. And he's now your leader. Correct. This is where we are now. Correct. Like, this is where we are. Right. And this is where we are, where Connor Williams, who was your scapegoat for so many, so many plays in last two seasons. He's the weak link of your line. Yes. And now he's the only link of your line. (laughs) 
Like, what are right. It's so astounding to me. And I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't take it. I can't blame Dax injury on, on, on COVID, but just the, the astounding number of injuries this league has faced. I mean, it, I wonder, I have to wonder if it really has hurt them more than they realize the lack of time they had to prepare, whether it's, you know, because if you think about it, you didn't have OTAs, you know, you didn't have training camp at all. You didn't have a preseason. You literally, I mean, there's no warm up. This is it. Yeah. I mean, it has to, I, I don't know the numbers, but the number of big name injuries within the league, the number of injuries, the number of people, soft tissue type injuries that you're seeing have to be results of not kind of, I try to liken it to you have this amazing sports car that's brand new and you don't break it in. You just go zero to a hundred. And that's kind of what they did. They didn't warm these guys up and they're expecting them to play a very violent sport at high speeds. And they don't really know how to play otherwise. And I, I think you're right. Like even me as a fan, right? I was having a conversation today and I said, I still don't believe it's a real season. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe because there wasn't the buildup of training camp. You know, I'm one of those geeks that loves training camp. I love the preseason. Everyone loves to make fun of me because I'm watching into the fourth quarter of the preseason because I'm like, maybe there's a gem out there. We could catch a sight of them in this game. And there was none of that. So it's like you kind of weren't sure if there was going to be season. Right. And then you got plopped into it, right? And then you're like, oh, wait, we're in week six? So we're doing oh. <laughs> Right. It's happening? Oh, yeah. wait. And people are getting hurt? And wait, Tyrone's out Tyrone's out for a season? Yep. And, you know, Lyle's out of shape plus hurt. Like, it just was very confusing, yeah. I think, for everyone. And I just don't think that anyone's head, anyone that's saying that they're completely locked in, I don't believe them. So I'll I don't know how you can be. I don't know how you can be either. And I'll read you more of this in here in a minute. But there's an actual article from the Washington Post. And I'll tweet it out because it's astounding. But literally the headline itself. And this is why I, I, got, I got sucked in. And it did not disappoint. <laughs> but let me read you this freaking headline, my friends. Okay. A five-win season gets NFL coaches fired. This year, it might get one a playoff berth. Wow. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. So I don't blame you for being totally not in the headspace. Like this can't be real because it doesn't compare to literally any other time. Anything. Nothing. 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 It's and astounding. I don't, I don't know if you can, because here's the thing, right? They go, let's say they go seven Seven wins. That's generous, but yes. Okay. Right. But I and like they that. win and they win the division. Yeah. And they host the playoff game. Yes. And your draft position is God knows what, but not not somewhere you want to be. Right. How does that help this team in the future? I mean, listen, there are times where because I'm fanatical like this, I'll look at a team that like their quarterback goes out and they're a really good team and they end up having a crap season. And I'm like, look at how lucky they are. They're going to get like a top five pick and this stud's going to come back and they're going to be loaded, right? And I'm sitting here and saying, we lost Dak. I never want to lose Dak, but it's over with. He's lost. Do I really want to see this team 
get to seven wins and get to the playoffs and get blown out. I mean, the good news is Jason Garrett's not coaching this team. So there's a chance that they may not get to eight and eight. There's a strong possibility <laughs> that we might actually see this team just tank. They, they this If there's going to be a season, this is it. I so, mean, this is the season. And and McCarthy might not get fired for it because of uh, all the circumstances. Also, but for real, how could you? Like, everyone calls for a change with Nolan. How could you fairly, truly go in and say, right. you know, sorry, man, we're done with you. Like, I don't see any changes happening off of that basis alone, like you just said, because it's, it's yeah, a, I, a weird situation. I mean, I tweeted out that I thought McCarthy is safe. I think he's got total coverage and I don't see the Joneses coming forward and admitting mistake that quickly, but Nolan, if there's gotta be a scapegoat at some point, I, I think there could be a situation there. Now the question is McCarthy's a pretty loyal guy. I mean, I don't want to get into the background behind, you know, Nolan hiring McCarthy into the league as a offensive coordinator. Right. Alex. But right. It, it ultimately lends itself and in a bunch of guys have put these stats and I don't know who, but the last defense that was this bad was the 2005 San Francisco 49ers, which and was who, Mike who, Nolan's defense. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, so, it's not great. You know, it's not, you don't have a track record in my opinion, where you're like, listen, he just came from this place. He was amazing there. And now it's bad. Right. That's the thing you're struggling with with Nolan because he is a big name in the scheme of he was a head coach. He was a really good defensive corner at a couple stops, but it does worry those folks that think, are we, did we get handed this group of kind of retreads and big names, but really we're missing out what the rest of the NFL is doing. Well, so on the topic of that, of the, the defense, he, it was historically bad, but it was also Nolan. I heard there were some personnel issues there too, but also, but again, like the, the stats are the stats and like, it is what it is. But I do, I, I think you're honest with me with the whole retread conversation. And I don't think it just applies to the coaching staff. I think there's some names on this field that, you know, how many times, and this guy's not even on our team, but like how many times we talked about Clay Matthews and how many times we, these guys who like, and I think Clay Matthews still has something in the tank. He doesn't fit our right. But like, or what we need, rather, if you will. But John Tari Poe, like, what, what's he done? You know? That, that's a name. That is a name. Right. Right. And I think, you know, I tweeted out this week that if they're, if they're true to themselves, there's a lot of pride testing that needs to happen here. Because I'll, I, you know, there's some folks out there with big names that maybe need to take a seat. And, you know, going back to Zeke, credit to him. Yeah. You know, he owned his performance right. and he owned the idea that, listen, you need to take me off the field because I was hurting the team. I don't know how many guys out there on that team are willing to say that. And ultimately you need to see some of that because listen, I had heard of Justin Hamilton, right? And I knew that he was somewhere within the vicinity of the star. Yeah, but when he's your best defensive tackler, at least on you know game tape that is that day, I haven't watched the you know the, the actual game tape, but sure. um, you know he popped off the screen for me, and I don't know if that says more about Justin Hamilton or more about Don Terry Pope. 
if we're being honest. Because you never see Poe make a play. And at some point, when do you say, listen, this is our chance to see what one of these younger guys, like Reggie Robinson, is how bad is Reggie Robinson in practice that he can't even get on this secondary? Like, guys are getting burned left and right. You can't put this you know, draft pick out there to see what he does. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? Was he even active at all last He was week? not active last I was week. Say, like, he hasn't been active yet, I don't believe. Yeah. No. I, honestly, you're right. Like, that's a great point, too, because how often did we hear Jerry? That was the, the number one talking about. How many times have you heard just me, but also everyone talking about his position flex and how they're excited to kind of right. work him in and, like, he's a guy that could be something for this team. And listen – the bar is low. Like you don't have to do much. You know, you really don't have to do much. I would right. say, Cowboys, I'd be so ha-ha right now. I'd be like, how I would be, I would be offended if I was him. And you know what? And you know what? He'll ha-ha in your face. Literally. Because he's not, he's like, literally not coming back. He's like, I'm good. I'm back. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to come embarrass myself. Yeah. You already paid me some money. Yeah. I'm good. It's COVID. I'm not coming back. I, I just think that. I mean, how attractive of a situation is this? I mean, obviously you want a job, but, you know, they used to say you don't want to put bad film out there. Yeah. How many guys want to come out here and get embarrassed and put bad film? They probably just keep holding out. I mean, the reality is teams are going to need to hire guys late into the season the way that injuries are going. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to you could find another gig on a playoff championship team. If you just wait. Oh, it's upsetting. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I, we'll go back to some of the other things, like when you what, okay. pinpoint what you really think some of the actual like issues are. And like, I know we talked about Zeke, but like, you know, talking about maybe that defense a little bit too, but let's talk about the actual division for a second, because we're playing Washington this weekend and yes, it's laughable again. Yes. Uh, Washington WFT. Literally, yes. who tweeted that? Who tweeted that? That was good. I don't remember what. Can I think? I think WTF versus WFT was amazing. Fantastic, fantastic. Yes. Like you know, as you know me, I'm nothing short of a, a person who's uh, doesn't have a filter sometimes. So I like to have a bit of a right. humor. And to see an actual like beat reporter tweeting that, I was like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Right. Give me the it was awesome. Yeah, exactly. But People are letting loose. Yeah, it perfectly depicted my feelings for this weekend. One in five team, their last place in the division. I mean, it's this whole division, though. They have five wins total. There's six teams in the NFL who have as many or more uh, wins individually as our entire division has. It's especially embarrassing because we are the only division who has all four teams that have actually won Super Bowls. And Yet somehow we are the actual worst division. We are dang near. Uh, I wrote this down. This is embarrassing because, you know, I'm just here to just make you happy tonight. Um, I, I love this. You, we it's are. It's cathartic. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, this division is on track to have the lowest collective winning percentage in league history since the AFL-NFL merger in the 70s. Um, the last time. Someone had a lower record was in 2008, and it was the NFC West with a 0.33344 record. So uh, we're currently sitting at about 22.9% is uh, where mm. we're at, or 0.229. So, you know, do it that All way. All of it's bad. Whatever way you want to look at it, it's really bad. 
This division. Uh, okay. Let me say it like this. What was the last time you remember the NFC East being good? That's a great question. Because sometimes, you know, I hear the noise, but, you know, a lot of people like to talk trash. But the reality is, this is not your dad's NFC East. I mean, it hasn't been good for a long time. Eagles won the Super Bowl, sure. I don't even want to get into that. But the reality is the actual where the division was, you know, yes, we always battled it out. And the division will still battle it out. But it has been a long time where there were multiple good teams and you were like, oh, each contest, like the NFC West right now. Right. You think to yourself, those division games are going to feel like playoff games. Yes. Right? And so that's my feeling on it. It's like everyone can dog the NFC East right now, but it's not like much has changed. It's been a pretty average division for a while. Yeah. You're not wrong, honestly. And that's a great point. <laughs> and, and I guess, you know, that's the one thing I feel bad for about Cowboys fans and obviously myself included, but I think that it's this team that you consider a dynasty, but how long has it been since they've truly been that dynasty team? And that's my favorite thing too. Like, Anybody, you know, I'll, I'll walk, you know, wh- wh- who's your who's your team? And I'll say, like, oh, you're such a front runner. Really? Am I? Because it seems like I'm sick <laughs> if I'm willing to follow this team. Because if you're front running, you've been front running for over 20 something years. <laughs> and you haven't gotten anything. <laughs> so let's get it clear because they posted a stat, if we're doing stats, right? On the last telecast about the teams that not have not made the conference championship in the last 20 something years. And it was like the Cowboys, the Redskins, and then every basement team that you can think of. Cool. 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 And it's like, that's where we are. I mean, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have made it. The Carolina Panthers have made it, you know, I thought back, I was like, there's no way this is the right step. Then I started going through the Super Bowls and the NFC championships. And I was like, yeah, that, that's the correct stat. And it, you just lose sight that this team hasn't been good enough for a long, long time. And they carry this moniker, and that's part of the brilliance of kind of marketing and the Jones family and all this stuff. But yeah. ultimately, it's kind of average in the scheme of things. And that's, you know, that's definitely not a front runner, I don't think. No, I, I agree with you on that. And yeah, you're right. Like, it is astounding, too that this team hasn't been significantly, they haven't, the amount of primetime games that this team has does not line up with the caliber of performance that they're putting on the field. No. And the beauty is because of us, they're (laughs) going to keep getting it. Because if you put the Cowboys on, you're going to get viewers. Yeah. And so who cares if they're the worst team in the NFL, if everyone's, people are tuning in to see them fail and people are tuning in to see them succeed. And that is, you know, the old adage of, you know, any kind of, kind of press is good press. I mean, it's the same kind of idea here. And I think that that, I think that impacts us in some ways because it does draw attention to players and they still get attention, even when they're not performing at the highest, they get attention that, some small market team guy that's performing literally the same would get zero. You said it. I did not. Okay. My bad. 
<laughs> I mean, I tweeted about that too this week. And I mean, listen, I, I don't know him obviously, but of what I know of him and the things that I've heard, he's, he seems like an extremely smart person. He seems like he has a really good heart and all those things, the character things that you see, right? And I think he's probably a really good businessman on multiple levels, if we're being honest. Sure. But at some point, why can't I see Luke Gifford? Why can't I see Bernard? Like, what, what am I missing other than you paid this guy and you just keep sticking him out there? The reality is, is that you're, you're putting him out there on his, on his past performance. Right. Because everything is is trending the wrong way with Jalen. And, and it hurts me to say that because his story is one of my favorite stories of all time. And it really makes you proud to see somebody kind of get back to the to the to the mountaintop. But I just think that and and unfortunately for him, what ends up happening is he does a lot of talking or he tweets something or he does something. Somebody did an article about this. I don't know who it was. I hate that I can't attribute these things. But basically, it makes the fan base turn on him. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't done the swipe a lot this year, and partially because there's not a lot of place to do the swipe. But he used to do the swipe with everything, yeah. and that got everyone fired up. So yeah. you got to sit these guys. You got to send a message that you can't just go out there and be average yeah. and play. We're going to give another guy opportunity. Yeah, and honestly, like, I'm with you on the Jalen thing. I think it's a great story. Um, I think the thing for me, and I, I know a lot of you guys know this because I've talked about it, but my nine-to-five is a sports sponsorship. Like, this is what I do. I used to work with Dak, right. and I always remember when I was working with Dak directly, he would always be like, you know, I know that this is a contract we have with you, but, like, football always comes first. And that was just the standard. Like, right. he would do it. Like, he would be like, I can't because – it's football. I can't, I can't do that. We would right. do anything during training camp. Like all of that. Like he was like, I'm dialed in. I can't, I can't do anything else. And I respected right. that, you know, cause I was like, at the time I was paying him more than the team. And like, let's be honest. And honestly, right. like, and he still you follow like, the money. Yeah. Like, and he's still like, listen, like I appreciate you and thank you so much. And I'll make sure I fulfill my obligations, but my number one priority will always be football. And I don't know if I, I don't, I can't, I don't work with Jalen, so I, I can't speak right. to that. But, you know, I think that's been a narrative surrounding him that a lot of people are like, hey, you know, your performance isn't stacking up to where it probably should be or where it was on the field before. And, but yet I still see a lot of your ancillary things. And that seems, you know, that feels like it should probably be taking a, a back seat, especially in light of, you right. know, how things are going as of late. So, you know, I think yeah, it's I a mean, assessment. It's, it's, it's part of being in the spotlight. I think Dak understands that um, not everyone does, but if you're not performing at a level in which your contract is a perfect example and Broadus used to love to bring him up Tyrone Crawford, right? Yeah. You would love Tyrone Crawford if he was making chump change, but because Tyrone Crawford to no fault of his own, got this nice contract, right. everyone would hate on him. Yeah. Same thing with Jalen. Everything was fun when he was on his rookie contract and you're like, we're going to be patient with him. Right. But he gets a new deal. Dak does not get a new deal. Zeke gets a new deal. You know, Brian Byron Jones ends up leaving. And now you got people an angry because they're saying two guys that clearly are still performing aren't getting the money. But Jalen, who has not met that 
kind of threshold of what he got paid for is not. Right. And I think they're going to have a decision to make because, uh, listen, uh, Leighton Vanderish, he hasn't been able to stay healthy recently. But when he was, we knew what he could bring to the table. And so the question becomes, he's going to be up for a contract extension. You can't have two linebackers with injury issues getting paid that much. I mean, you already went through that with Sean Lee. Like at some point it becomes, you know, your, your stigma if you're going to do that, but they're going to have to answer these questions where if Leighton is able to get healthy and stay healthy and be dominant, who, where does the money go? Yeah. I think it's a fair, fair question. It's a fair question. And, you know, I, I respect the hell out of what Joe Thomas has brought to the table, but I don't know if, I don't know if he would be a starter on some other teams. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing too. Again, like I say this, like perspective is everything because I just feel like the bar is so freaking low on this defensive side. They're like, I'm thrilled. You know, I'm going, I, I went to KU my freshman year of college. Okay. It feels right. like Kansas where we're celebrating first downs. You know, like this is, a big, this is a big win for us, right? Like, this is what I feel like I'm doing right now where I'm literally like, oh my gosh, like he, we didn't, I don't even know what I'm celebrating. Like I'm celebrating people being on the field for the entire game. Like I don't, it's, it's depressing. Yeah. I, I don't know what you are excited about going in. I mean, for me, it's seeing CD lamb. Maybe that's where I'm at next week. Randy Gregory. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Randy Gregory come back because I love Randy Gregory's story and I, I really want him to make it. And I think it's going to become people's stories and certain players. And that's it because Coach McCarthy, I don't think, has endeared himself to the fans, not by anything he's done because ultimately he's not performing. So that's not enough. And, you know, I wouldn't say he's Mr. Personality. So it's not this like love affair. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. There's nobody saying you have to be besties with the, with the coach, but um, who do you rally behind? Because this fan base would rally uh, the significant portion of it would rally behind Dak. They would want to see Dak succeed. Even if everything else was going bad, even if they hated the coaching staff, because ultimately they know that will make a difference when it comes time for the contract. Yeah. But now it's like, who do you get behind? And unfortunately, I said this on my Twitter too. I said, I wish I could see more fire. I just don't see anyone out there. You could say whatever you want about Des, but God forbid if that performance would have happened while he was here. I mean, we would probably have a Fox cam on him the whole time because he's just going to talk to anyone that will listen, right? And it just... You miss seeing – you need a couple of those guys to get going. And, and you know, not to take us off kilter a little bit, right, but we heard all this talk about, well, they can't bring Earl Thomas in because, you know, he's going to be a problem in the locker room. Is I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sound like the locker room is, like, tight. Right. And that they are – they're sticking by each other. I mean, there are knives being thrown. Yeah. All across. And it's hitting coaches and players. Yeah. So it's a great point. It's a great point. I hear you on that. I really do. And like, you know, I'm kind of with you in that regard. Like it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem healthy. And I've always been the whole dead thing. Like I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Like 
there, there seems to be, especially with that going down, a lack of leadership. And that's not me pointing fingers. I think it's pretty apparent because you can see yeah. the expressions on the field. You can see the energy. You know, everyone likes to accuse Dez of, of being, you know, disruptive on the sidelines or whatever. And I'm like, he's very animated and he's angry right. because he's lighting a fire under your ass. I remember him walking into my boss's office I, where I was at Valley Ranch. And he was, his office was, my office was right across the office from Jerry Jones. And so he had a meeting with Jerry and he walked over across the hall um, afterwards and like sat down with my boss and I was just like BSing with us. And I remember he was, he got so heat. He was like, if you don't want to be here in the locker room on April 20th, and I don't want you here. Don't even show up. Right. And like, I was like, hell yeah. Right. Like, that's what we need. That is what we need. We, right. It doesn't work if everyone is like that. For sure. But you need a couple. You do. You need a few to get you going. And Dak isn't necessarily that, but he's so passionate. Yeah. And he's such a leader naturally that he gets guys going. They love his story. They love his passion. They know how committed he is. All those things are enough for, he doesn't have to be the crazy rah-rah guy. And, you know, I don't think Zeke has even said this himself. He's not naturally that guy. He, I think he's a pretty quiet guy. He kind of seems more of an introvert in a lot of ways. Don't look at kind of the kind of feed me stuff and all that stuff. Ultimately, I think, he knows that he, he even said it himself, like, I've got to step more into Dak's space sure. instead of kind of being a supplement. I got to be the whole thing. Yep. And that's what, what I think we're going to see maybe going forward. Yep. But the flip side of it is, you know, on offense, yes, you want to lean on Zeke. But the reality is, is it even fair to Zeke that you're putting him behind this line and saying, we're going to give you the ball in 50 different ways? Right. And you're setting him up for failure rather than honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, you've got to get creative on offense and, and because you've got to move the pocket, you've got to move tempo, running the ball is not a tempo offense. Right. And and you don't have the guys up front right now to do that. So I tell him more to me has got to, he can't get caught up in the noise of, run the ball or Jason Garrett in his head, you know, saying, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Yes. You got to run the ball somewhat, but it doesn't have to be at the beginning. It can be the creative ways that you do it. You can't go back to being predictable. Right. Right. And you also can't expect Andy Dalton to take a seven step drop and go through his progressions. It's just not going to happen. So turning to the weekend and what are your keys? It sounds like leadership is one like some guys need to step it up in that regard I mean, and then obviously you know with the play calling like being creative and innovative might be a better way of putting it and, and right. when when in doubt don't become more predictable because that's kind of right. what you know despite the fact that you're down and out like don't let that get you in a weird spot so outside right. of those two things i mean we've got guys there's a there's you know they've got a, they've got a good defense all for all things considered, obviously Chase Young is really disruptive. Um, you know, Kendall Fuller is doing doing well. Kerrigan, we all know what he's capable of. I mean, he's going to be in the league for like another ten thousand years and still probably be productive. Um, Landon Collins, like they they have some guys at all different levels of the defense that that can do some damage on the offensive side of things. We know it's kind of a mess. Like their their quarterback situation right. is all weird, and they just you know finished Dwayne Haskins. 
Terry McLaurin. Like we know Scary Terry, but they don't really have other scary skilled players. And but all that to be said, I think this game it's very easy for us to not leave with a win. So in your mind, what's it going to take? And do you honestly think they will? No. Oh. And and that's hard for me to say, but. I don't see the path to success. And and the reason I say that, listen, I think ultimately with with your skilled players, you're going to have to find ways to get the balls to your to your wide receivers. It's the only thing on offense right now that's working. And it's not that you can't do it the way Dak did it. So you're going to have to find other ways to do it. So that's the first part is if you're going to be successful, you've got to stay with, you don't want to throw the ball 50 times, but ultimately you've got to be better with the plays that you get and not try to run the plays that Dak ran. I just don't think it's going to work that way. On, I think the thing that worries me is two, two parts with the Redskins. One is you, you touched on it, Chase Young, right? Ryan Kerrigan. Ultimately, who is, def- I mean, they've got basically like, I'm pretty sure for four, first rounders mm-hmm. on their D line, mm-hmm. like against a bunch of backups. Mm-hmm. So that is a very scary. I, in my head, I keep thinking of Miles Garrett when I think of Chase Young mm-hmm. this week, because I think he's going to bring it and they're going to be, they're not going to have an answer. And, and that's what scares me on that side, which is the, the skins defense is still pretty good. Yeah. It's not amazing, but that front four and even arguably the seven, they're pretty strong across that front. So I worry about that. And I worry that they'll try to run the ball and those big D tackles are not going to mull. And if, if Zach Barton can't go, which I don't know what his status is with the con- concussion protocol, yeah. but if he can't go, I mean, that's going to be really problem. Like then you flip the side to the other side of the ball and Antonio Gibson, who's the rookie running back for the Skins, yep. played at Memphis, right? Um, so He's awesome. I think, right, right. And I think that, I think what I'm scared of is their offensive line is in like pretty good shape. And they've, they've been able to run the ball in the past. Yep. They haven't had as much success this year, but what a perfect game to get your success back right? Which yeah. is run the ball yeah. against the Cowboys. I mean, I've got Kenyon Drake in my fantasy team. Uh-huh. I I don't know why I went against my instincts, but he's been playing bad all season long, and I benched him against the Cowboys. Oh, Because I was like, oh, they're going well, to give the ball to Chase Edmonds. I was like, they're going to give the ball to Chase Edmonds. Like, it, I know King Drake's not going to get the goal line touches. I just, ha- I talked myself out of it, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has the game that he does. So fool me once, right? Yep. I'm not going to get fooled this time. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be able to run right through them. And, and they're going to struggle with stopping it. And what is that going to open up? Play action, scary Terry over the top. We've seen the film, right? We see what, and Kyle Allen is just good enough yep. that he's going to make those plays <sighs> and we're going to be sitting here next week and some poor guy is going to come after me to talk about or gal is going to come to talk about how do you fix things so 
Yeah. Like you said, it could get worse. Then you have a score prediction then? You've got Washington's averaging 18, Cowboys averaging 28. They're, Washington's allowing 27, and we all know the Cowboys are allowing, allowing you know, 40 burgers all over this place. So Yeah. I'm going to go 31-17 Redskins. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. Any final words for Cowboys Nation that you just totally stabbed in the heart and twisted the knife, yeah. my friend? No, I know, so I know, I know. I, I, th- I, think, I think the only words I have for Cowboys Nation is, <laughs> listen, this is 2020. We get to just erase it from our memories once it's all over. So if any year this is going to happen, it was going to be this year. So yeah. you might as well just chop it up Put it in in your memory banks and don't think about it again. Um, big 2020 energy. Thank you for joining me, my friend. Talk, you can find him on Twitter at the Amir. Um, we are always chatting back and forth, and he's a great follow. So make sure you guys hit that follow button. Thanks for joining me, my friend. We appreciate you hopping on for Fan Thank Friday. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify iTunes, Stitcher, rate, review, subscribe. It really does help us out. Hey, actually, do you want to help me with my closing line since uh, my dear friend Mego's not here? Sure. All right, cool. So you can find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles and Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. But since she is not here this evening, it's her father's birthday. So happy birthday, Husker Jean. Um, Posh is going to go ahead and close us out with the words that despite where we're at right now, you guys never forget. Never. <laughs> Dallas forever. Philly for Dallas never. forever. <laughs> Philly for never. <laughs> Philly for never. <laughs> Bye, guys.